Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. The lads, you know I'm no fan of Love Island. You might have picked up on that. Not that I, that I give out about it. I just don't I just don't like it. But one thing that did interest me was that eBay renewed pre-loved fashion uh, partnership after the impact of last year's campaign. Um, well, here with me now is eco-queen and presenter Fanula Moran. How's it going? Absolutely marvellous, Jen. We have to talk about it. You'd be very proud of me. I'll tell you what I did. You've gone it. nude today. That is the most sustainable thing you could wear, Jen. Your brown Thank you. Suit. Thank you. Thank you, Brian Redmond. Really HR are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I need to go. I feel I need to go shopping because it's a new year. I don't know what that is, but what I did, I went into my wardrobe and I went through all the clothes. You know the ones at the back that because we tend to wear the same thing every day. Mm. I went to the ones at the back and I had an outfit out for Monday, work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I prepped like people prep food out of stuff I haven't worn in a year fabulous and see how I'm going to get on with that before I go and buy something because I tend to go out and buy the same stuff all the time anyway yeah we've got overflowing wardrobes but nothing to wear in exactly. inverted commas and exactly. it's just everything's buried um, so I think we're all aware of the sustainability and uh, the damage fast fashion does we will get to the stats on that a little bit but Love Island kicked off uh, can you can we talk about how successful was the link up between Love Island and eBay last year? It was absolutely phenomenal. Now, we've seen in past seasons how powerful these sponsorships are. I think okay. it was Danny Dyer's crochet dress. It was a misguided one back in 2018. That dress alone saw a 9,300% increase in sales after she wore it in the show. So these things have huge power. And then it was amazing that they were promoting pre-loved stuff last year because just eBay UK alone, never mind any other pre-loved sites or apps or anything else that people could be buying off saw a 1600% increase in people searching for pre-loved items and 24% more pre-loved businesses signing up onto the site so people selling on their own list So it's not just being greenwashy it's actually working No this is legitimate and I'd be the first person to call out greenwashing like we've seen I think it was Boohoo last year when the Love Island people signed up as their the, what was it the resale site yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah but like if you're not changing your overall business model and if it's still producing absolutely huge amounts of plastic tat at the expense of the environment for that kind of hyper consumption where at once business model that is greenwashing you're just trying to tap into sustainable consumers pockets but yeah this is really really legit and I'm delighted to see it again Okay um, so just to get a handle on this what is the scale of the fast fashion problem? Oh, it's massive. So 8 to 10% of global emissions are caused by the fashion industry. So that's like a tenth basically of the issues that we're facing is from that. And increasingly the clothes that we're buying are made of plastic and plastic is basically petroleum. That's the oil industry. So that's fossil fuels again, something that we really, really, really need to be pushing away from. So it's absolutely massive. Um, can we talk about returns? Is returns yeah. a huge problem? It is massive and growing and we're trying to get penalised now by different brands because of this. So Zara, I think it was May last year, brought in a fee to return things. A lot of the brands are trying to catch out serial returners. So we've okay. all seen those people we suspect are wearing outfits once on Instagram. Don't know what kind of celebs they're trying to be, just selling that as a lifestyle. So bracketing is something that we need to step back from as well. If your sizes are available in shops, trying to shop in store is a great way to avoid doing this. Bracketing is where we buy, if you're a 12, you buy the 14 and the 10. 
10 instead in the hope that one of the sizes will fit and then you return the ones that don't fit. But a lot of the time, returns, because the fashion is so cheap to produce, returns go back to third party warehouses. It's not worth the brand if it's cost them like less than a euro to make. It's not worth their money to go and retrieve that from the warehouse. So it's going straight to landfill. If we, oh my God. It's, yeah, it's horrific. And then it makes loads of emissions in the landfill as well because it's not the right place to close to end up. And if you Google things like Chili's Atacama Desert, you can see there all of our fast fashion outfits, Christmas jumpers, whatever else, novelty clothing, discarded, piling up this area of absolute natural beauty. So I think if we look at our consumption and buy way less and realise that the stuff that we're done with, there's no real away for that. It's going to a dump somewhere unless you're actively trying to get it repurposed. I didn't know that's what happened to returns. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. That is so sad. We just need to be really, really careful as much as possible. Try things on before you buy them. Make sure it's something you really want, not an impulse buy. And something I did to try and curb that when I started getting into my sustainable fashion journey, if I saw something in this like stunning, visually merchandised perfection window that I know I need to buy everything in because it looks so gorgeous, I took a little pause and I waited three days. And if I still really wanted it, then I knew I could get it. But the impulse buys are something else. And it's a great way. Affordability and sustainability can come together all the time to keep a bit of money in your pocket while helping the planet as well. So that's just one way that you can tackle your impulse buys. Now, Pretty Little Things and uh, Boohoo were big names until recently. Uh, talk to me about Sheehan. Sheehan? Sheehan? S-H-E-I-N. The ads pop up all the time. Um, uh, are they desperate? Absolutely. The worst of the worst of the worst. Are if they? you can avoid one brand, let it be them. So basically, they make the production of say the Zara's, the H&M the Boohoo's, they make their production look normal and they are producing insane amounts of clothes. Sheen is adding I think it's about a thousand new designs every single day and these are truly designed to be worn once the quality of the products isn't there they're falling apart before people have been wore, even worn them and you can see from a lot of the photos of the clothes as well, they don't look well made they're cutting corners left, right and centre be it workers rights, environmentally, Channel 4 dispatches had a big expose on them recently, really really grim working hours there and pay I think it was four pence per item some of the workers were getting paid so when we see the bargain we just have to kind of ask ourselves where is the corner being cut who is getting ripped off for me to get this bargain and a lot of the time it's the workers who are largely garment workers are largely female so if you're buying all these feminist slogan tees from all these places for less than a fiver maybe have a little think about the women who are being forced to make them in really awful conditions Absolutely. I've heard a few terms. I just want to ask you about them. Um, what are influenced emissions? What, is, Ooh, what does that so mean? So this is a fascinating one. And I think this is why the Love Island Partnership is really, really good. And it's something we can all consider in our lives because we're all influencing people all the time, be it our family and friends around us, or if you have a little bit of a following online as well. Influenced emissions is thinking about what we're promoting. So it's made by the Purpose Disruptors. They're a brilliant organisation trying to make the advertising industry more environmentally friendly. And say in this instance, Love Island when they were promoting fast fashion they would have to consider every single purchase like that Danny Dyer crochet dress all of those emissions that they influenced by celebrating that dress on the show would be their own so that climate impact would be their own all the emissions created by making that all the natural resources to make those extra dresses would be theirs whereas now because they're encouraging people to buy second hand items they're really positive things that they're influencing so in that way that's theirs so okay Okay, that makes sense. What about uh, Albert Carbon Calculator? What's yeah, that? so this is a fascinating one and it's why a lot of the productions are trying to be much more sustainable now. This was made by a team... Uh, involved with the BAFTAs back in 2011. It's been adopted here in RTE and in TG Cahar as well. Really, really good system to make all TV productions more sustainable. So they have to look at every aspect of the production, be it getting plastic water bottles or glass water bottles in instead of those or how they're flying people around or transporting people or even the advertisers like we're dealing with in this case here and picking more sustainable options for that too. Do you think 
were, do you think we've slipped? That was a big question I asked this morning. Have we slipped a little bit? Is there, um, is there a fear that a lot of people think, oh, we're like we're doomed anyway. There's no point. I'm just going to buy what I want. Or are we still on the right track? I think it's kind of 50-50. Like post-pandemic, we were all like, oh, I'm going to remember all these wonderful life lessons I've learned during this. And now we're all back to our pre-pandemic busyness and running around, sprinting around, doing whatever. I think it's gone a bit polarised. There's people who are trying to be mega sustainable, really extending the life cycle of the clothes doing secondhand shopping as much as they possibly can and then there's the other people who have gone down the hyper hyper consumption route and they are really deeply entrenched in that mindset of I've worn this before in front of camera I can't wear it again I've, I've taken a photo in this my friends have seen this I can never wear it again which is a learned mindset that's really really recent and I think we forget how recently we've learned this like 10 years ago that was alien so yeah. anything that we've learned we can unlearn and it's a trend like following all these micro trends it largely affects women I think it's another way to kind of keep us financially impoverished to an extent and then we've also seen the rise of like different apps where you can buy now pay later like no one should be going into debt for an outfit for a night out and returning clothes just stop it just go in and try it on or you know don't be buying a rake of sizes if you're unsure just little things like that will make a huge huge difference what are some good sites to go to so we have things like Depop and and what else what else where I'm a massive Depop fan the eBay one's obviously brilliant they've got the Imperfects range on there as well so if you're not mad into secondhand Imperfects is stuff that was absolutely brand new hasn't been worn by anyone before but there was some default or a little defect in it that's usually not noticeable to a normal eye that means that the brand couldn't sell it new so that's another one you have Thriftify is a brilliant Irish company they've gotten all the different charity shops online on the one platform so you can shop them all there and get great bargains um, Vinted if you're ever over in England is a brilliant one or if you want a fancy kind of little designer thing there's Vestiaire online as well that's got Ve- lots of Sorry, so I'm going to stop you there. Spell that for Vestier. Vestier. Oh my God, we're challenging my French. V-E-S-T-I-A-R-E. Something like that. Should I'm I win the Google spelling bee? That's amazing. Because um, <laughs> I do like nice things. Um, but I, I can't afford it. Totally. And, and then if you love nice things as well, there's things like Designer Exchange and Shop yeah. Ella. The woman who owns Shop Ella is actually fascinating. She came over from Canada, Ella de Guzman. And she was shocked here. We buy our clothes in Ireland and then we never see the value in our wardrobe ever again. We think like we're properly in the linear economy in our mindset, which is Take, make, waste. We buy it, we use it, we bin it. Whereas over there in Canada, they're all about consignment stores. So when you buy something, you mind it with the view of selling it on at a later date. So your wardrobe continues to make you money even after you've bought the things. There's loads of value locked up in your closets. Is a thing, I've and never thought of it isn't like that. it mind blowing that that's normal in Canada? And over yeah. here, we're like, nope, it's done now in the well, bin. Well, hopefully, we will get to that stage. Uh, Fanula Moran, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that insight into fast fashion and little tips on how we can all be a little bit better. If you want to follow Fanula, where is the best place to go? Instagram, darling, at Fanula Moran. At Fanula Moran, you won't forget that. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine on 2FM.